Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the podcast that acts like a game show. Sometimes it's the imbalanced history of rock and roll, an episode of Five Favorites. I'm Ray Coop. I'm Marcus Goldman. And today we are going to do a Five Favorite that's really challenging because so much was happening in the 1990s. You had metal evolving. You had a little sprout of new metal. The alternative music was changing. You had the big Seattle explosion in the early 90s. You had punk rock, you had Sky all evolving, and these are all branches of the family uh, tree that is so huge in rock and roll. You also had pop music evolving and changing from the 80s and 90s as well. So you had all of this music that was changing. You had these artists who'd been around since the 70s and 80s, and they too were changing their styles to adapt. And so it was kind of a crazy decade with music, but a really fun decade too, because I saw a shitload of live music that decade. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What's the topic of five favorites? Five favorites. <laughs> you oh, you yeah. said a lot, and I get it because I know, but they don't. It's five favorites. Look, folks, we got into this, and exactly for the reason that Marcus just demonstrated, we weren't sure what the fuck we're doing, and that's not unusual here on The Imbalance History, okay? Yeah, that's right. Our first question about three, four days ago was, are these bands that came out in the 90s, or are they our five favorite bands from the 90s that we liked during the 90s? And we resolved that, and then... Kind of right before we started doing things today, we started talking about it. Like, okay, is it artists and bands or bands and artists? And pretty much it's our five favorite artists and bands of the 1990s. And there's no wrong answers on an episode of Five Favorites because it's just us spitballing here, as we are known to do. And we're known to be sponsored by our friends at Crooked Eye Brewery in Hapro. And in the heart of Delco, they've been pouring the cure for what ails you since 2014. We'd also like to welcome our new sponsor, Boldfoot Socks. American grown, American sewn. Check them out at boldfoot.com. Looks like this is going to be a slippery one with Vegas. I have a feeling it's going to be a little interesting with the number. Are they giving us a number? What are they giving us? Vegas is giving us a point. Five as far what? as matching bands. After, There's never been a point five, has there? Never. never been a number that low? No, I think 1.5 has been the lowest. And we'll Have they see. lost their betting minds out there? Do they not know that we're going to have a fair number in common? They don't think we're going to have any in common. It's the truth. It's either zero or one. You can't, you can't hit a bet at point five. It's not fair. That's what they say. My guess is they don't want to pay, and they're going to make it difficult for us, so... 
Well, you know what? The easy line is we take this whole thing, we put it on an app somewhere, and we start the action somewhere else, and I'm not betting. If they're not going to give us a, a fair line, I'm not going to bet it. Why do I have to bet? It, the, the whole thing about betting is you don't have to bet if it's not a fair line, right? True. You have the option of not betting. No one's holding True. a gun to your head, are they? I'm going to say aren't, two are they? anyways. <laughs> Fuck their odds. I'm saying two. You think we'll have two? I think we'll have two. Maybe three, depending on if we bend the rules or not. Well, that would probably be a good thing to define as well. If we're bending the rules, I hey, think three. There's no definition of bending the okay, rules. Okay, so then I'm going to say three. Bad. Okay, I'll say right. two. And that's not counting honorable mentions, which we no, always do we can't when we do those. an episode of Five Favorites here on the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. And we'll see a ton of honorable mentions match up without a doubt. Without a doubt. And then there'll be some what the fuck uh, honorable mentions or some what? So I suspect that we'll be here for a while. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. All right. I'll dive in first with my number five. It's five favorites. Bands and artists from the 1990s at five. It's Prince, Rogers, Nelson, and his band, the New Power Generation. My number five. This will be the day. music that Prince put out in the 90s alone would make him one of my most listened to artists. But what he did from the 80s into the 90s, stoking the machine that was purely Prince or the artist formerly known as Prince at one point, all of that, it's still today, years after his passing, one of the biggest, most impactful music estates in the world because of what he meant and what his band was about. My number five. How about you, buddy? My number five is a band that I have had a love-hate relationship with over 40 years. Oh, I know who it is. No, it's a different one. Not that (laughs) one. And I know who you're going to say, but it is not that band. This band started about 1980, and their sound changed a lot. Their original uh, guitarist, Hillel Slovak, overdosed, and it changed the band. Frusciante joined the band. In 1989, they released Mother's Milk, kicking it into the 90s, which I think is an exceptional album, one of my favorites by the Chili Peppers. And then they came out with Blood Sugar Sex Magic and uh, One Hot Minute, and I'll Never Forget. And one, and one, and that just all yeah. the way through the 90s, the, the but, song Tsunami just kept happening for them. And, yeah. and even after they slowed down their release plans into the, the next you know century, they continue to make amazing albums, but, but that was pretty much a tsunami. 
Absolutely. And so I would have to say, because I saw them a bunch in the early 90s, and I still listen to a lot of their music from the 80s and 90s throughout the 90s. Once they released Californication, I kind of started moving away from the band because their sound changed a little bit. And I think we were banging the daylights out of that song and that album on the radio. So I kind of grew a different way. But up until Californication in the 90s, I listened to the Chili Peppers a ton especially Mother's Milk, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, and One Hot Minute. And I listened to the pre-mix down of One Hot Minute with the Goo Goo Dolls, and it was crazy. I like Crazy number four, Marcus. My crazy number four is a band who Courtney Love did a very short stint with as a vocalist. In 1989, what? this band added Michael Patton to vocals and released an incredible album called The Real Thing. And that album blew me away. And then in 92, Angel Dust, King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime, and Album of the Year in 97, albums I've listened to countless times. I've played a bunch of their music in the radio over the years, especially in the mid-90s. The stations I worked at in Denver played a lot of their music. I've seen them like seven, eight times in the 90s. I really love this band so much and would love to play more of them on the radio. Faith No More, my number four. those guys saw them in all different size venues and uh, always amazing always fun and your number four ray as we continue to move on well this band really made their first impact in the 80s and as the 90s turned for metallica they reinvented themselves and did the black album as people call it changed their sound 
grew and became one of the biggest bands in the world. And for me, it was a time I got to roll around and have some fun with those fellas a little bit, so it makes it extra special for me. You continue into the 90s, they load and reload, and that's them reinventing themselves like other bands that we've admired through the decades who just keep going. They keep reloading and keep going. Sometimes they miss, but not often through the decades, and that's why for the 90s, they're my number four. talk about the night i spent in pittsburgh with them i think we did okay just want to make sure we did I think we could talk crazy. about it on a on a night in the ruts episode i'll tell you that that was a crazy crazy night i'm sure it was legendary metallica nights have rumor of insanity and does that bring me around to my number three because i lose track when we do It does bring you back to your number three. It's funny I should mention a band that changes and keeps up and keeps modifying their sound and approach, yet being themselves through the decades, because my number three is a band that has done just that. I've seen them so many times, even into the 90s on biggest stages, and still one of my favorite bands. Their albums never disappoint me. There's always some great stuff in there, and everything else always makes me go, yeah, that's you too. That's why I keep coming back and that's why I love them so much Octoon Baby really rocketed them into the 90s as one of the premier bands continuing off of what they've done already through the 80s and the live shows well you know you've been there many times you were at Red Rocks for crying out loud yeah. but in the 90s still you two one of my favorite favorite bands they're my number three Take us to the break with your number three, brother man. My number three, we've talked about many, many times on this podcast. Their debut record, Vivid, blew my mind in 1988 when it first came out. And then they followed it up with Time's Up in 1990 and Stain in 1993. And I got to see them many times over the course of the early 90s until they split up or took a time apart and then reformed 
but I listen to their music constantly. I still do, even 30 years later. I love this band through and through, and I'm talking about Living Color. Definitely my number three, five favorites of the 90s. When it hurts to be out there Where I know I don't care I've got the silence of you Frustrated by the people's lying But I keep on trying I've got the silence of you When I can't think straight And there's no This is what happens in an episode of Five Favorites. We, we indulge our favorites, and hopefully other people like these bands too. Yeah. But we get to this mid-roll part of the show, you know, really quick. It's like, you know, you're, you're just kind of strolling along and then er, we got to stop up because, well, first off, we got to talk about what's going on at Crooked Eye. And we also get to welcome our new sponsor, boldfoot.com. We're excited to welcome them to the podcast as well. And then we'll come back and we'll do our number twos and our number ones. And then Marcus will deliver the longest speech since William Henry Harrison's inauguration, <laughs> his honorable mentions from the 1990s. Make sure you get all the right clothes and T-shirts out, put them all on, you know, set the mood lighting because Dr. Mark is in the house. <laughs> Next on the Imbalance History, of rock and roll. Ray, I am so excited for our new sponsor of the podcast, Boldfoot Socks. The yeah. story behind this company is really solid. We have a gentleman, Josh, who owns the company with his family, who's a veteran and a family of veterans. And he tried Boldfoot Socks before he owned the company to use in a 100K trail race. And they had no problems, and his feet felt fine afterwards, except for however your feet would feel after a 100K trail race. But there were no problems with the socks or anything, and so he and his family decided they wanted to buy the company. That's an impressive story. And they have everything from dress socks, compression socks, athletic stuff, and the designs are super cool. So check them out at boldfoot.com. And... If you're a listener to the podcast, you can save 15% on your order with the promo code HISTORY15. That's HISTORY15 at boldfoot.com. Boldfoot socks. Grown here, sewn here, 100% American made. You got to love that. And 5% of all of Boldfoot's profits go to veterans in need. It's a veteran family, a veteran-owned company, and we thank them for their service and for their sponsorship of the imbalanced history of rock and roll. A new year at Crooked Eye and a new slate of freshly brewed ales. And your favorites, right? Of course, the favorites always. I'm excited to try some of these new beers in 2022 as well because it's a new year. Try some new beer. See what's new in 2022. <laughs> 
<laughs> at York and Montgomery in the heart of Hatboro. Always a good time to be had there. The live music, the events, the blues jam on Wednesday nights. And, of course, you not only can have the brews that are made right there on the premises by Jeffrey, but they've got Pennsylvania craft spirits and wine and just a good time to be had anytime you slide by Crooked Eye in the heart of Montgomery County and in the heart of Delco near you. That's right. Check out Jamie's House of Music. And stay tuned. Pete was telling me there may be yet a third location where you can get your crooked eye here in the new year. Always something happening, man. Always something going on behind the eye at Crooked Eye. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, there is a goose egg on the floor because we got nothing in common through the first three, you know. (laughs) My number five was Prince in the New Power Generation, and yours was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You had Faith No More at four, and mine was Metallica. You, too, was my number three, and you pasted Living Color in there. So we've got two more each, but uh, what is obviously clear is I'm not getting to three. I really thought that we would and maybe we will we'll have to see how these last few play out i have a feeling that we're going to be bending the rules very similarly (laughs) in one of them that's just a weird hunch just from analyzing all of this and just so you all know we don't really talk about our five favorites and what they are before going into this it's pretty blind so that there is surprise and this is not scripted in any way so i'm making a deductive guess based on our conversation back and forth and knowing each other really well that's it that's all we do really (laughs) and the vegas thing is a joke the guys that are actually in vegas we're not starting our own app guys don't we're not moving in on the 4.4 billion dollar betting action i heard about annually but if you work at a casino in the betting area in vegas and you want to start putting uh odds out on our five favorites get in touch you want to lay a fin on our number we're not going to complain no we'll talk to you about it gladly over some pasta fajola hey i hear that you make a mean pasta fajola so don't don't be making the, the jokes you know no or jokes it's good. i'm okay. being serious we break a bread okay. and we discuss hey. a gambling you be serious i be xm and uh, we keep it together here <laughs> on the podcast hey luigi what you got for your number two hey my number two a trio Not your uh, standard trio. I kind of got turned on to them through an alternative radio station in Denver called KTCL. Their name comes... KTCL Fort Collins. Yes, which is 93.3 FM in Colorado. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, wild. I've worked at... uh, I've not worked at, but I've worked in a company with two 93.3s and worked at one 93.3. That is pretty wild. but (laughs) But going back to this band, the lead vocalist... Also plays a two-string bass, 
and he died on stage performing. Their band was incredible. They released an album called Good in 92. In 93, I heard Cure for Pain, and I was hooked right away, and I'm talking about the band Morphine. They were incredible. And then they did two other albums, like Swimming in 97, and then Yes in 95, and I've got all of those albums, and I still listen to Cure for Pain quite regularly. So let's listen to some of it now on the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. <laughs> I hear a voice From the back of the room I hear a voice Cry out You want something good Well, come on a little closer, let me see your face Yeah, come on a little closer by the front of the stage I say, come on a little closer, I got something to say Yeah, come on a little closer, I want to see your face You see, I met a devil named Buena Buena And since I met the devil, I've been the same, oh no and I feel alright now, I have to tell you I think it's time for me to finally introduce you to the point of point of point of point of good, good, good Clear the floor, that's all I'm going to say Because here comes my number two for the 90s And it easily could have been number one And you'll understand why they're not my number one when we get to my number one But I'm talking about Rage Against the motherfucking machine from the first moment they landed even before i knew that this band was going to be something unbelievable i, I play them off the fucking cassette marcus i never would have done that normally right i got this little two song and had bomb track and i said i gotta play this sh-. i played it immediately as soon as i could get it to the airways right and was there for every inch of every step of the ride with them through the 90s. One point at Lollapalooza in Philadelphia when they couldn't perform, they did a whole protest thing against PMRC, and somehow I ended up being their spokesperson to the rest of the media after they gave me the exclusive interview backstage. And even before that, I bonded to these guys. I just dug everything about them, and when they stopped doing stuff, it pissed me off, and it hurt me. So I'm hoping that they get back to it because what the guys have done in the band individually and collectively and all that's been amazing, but nothing really tops those albums as Rage Against the Machine. My number two, motherfucker. great band now i've seen them multiple times live one of the most important bands over the last 50 years without a doubt and while people get mad at some of their political views a lot of those yeah, people a lot of those people that hate them now were out blasting to them and to, even while they figured right. out what, so the the amount of hypocrisy to those people is just ridiculous if you didn't understand right. what they were singing about back then you weren't paying attention yes and i don't agree with all of their political views that's not possible and they would never agree with all of my political views but their music and their uh, message 
resonates deeply and it makes you think, and that's important. All true, my friend. Recoub and Marcus here, and we're in the one zone, dude. What you get at number one, your number one band and or artist of the 1990s. And that's saying something, man, to get to the top of this list. Ah, dude, this is where we both bend the rules the same. This is my exact thing that I had mentioned earlier. I'm talking about the whole entire Seattle scene of Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam. And then you have to throw STP in there because those five bands I listened to more than anybody that entire decade. Their music resonated deeply with me. So I'm throwing in that whole big explosion of those bands as my number one because of how much I listened to them and how much they meant to me at that time when I was in my mid-twenties. Wow, we're almost an exact match on that. I knew it! But I'm going to win on the bet because our match is... I put my number one as Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden. And that's a match of three, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) But... Here's the funny part. When you get to the honorable mentions, we have a match there that is the most unlikely matches because my honorable mention for Nirvana is Nirvana and all the other bands in the Seattle scene. Oh, that's hilarious. And you made that your number one, but I'm singling out those three because of how they made it through the entire decade. How they, not just what they indicated or what they did. I mean, obviously what Nirvana did is what Nirvana did. But my favorites, those three, probably got most played at my house, on CD, in my car, on the radio, you name it. Anyway, I could get it out there around my ears. Mm -hmm. Those three especially, and Nirvana. But in all the bands of the 90s. I guess I win. You do. I mean, Vegas ain't going to pay up. For honor, we know that you won. And for statistics, we know that you won as well. So, (laughs) Well, when we get around honorable mentions, man, since we started in that direction, I mentioned Seattle scene and and a hundred more bands that mattered. And a lot of them are just bands that mattered to me. But that was the 90s before Napster, right? You could find bands that, you know, you you love their CD as much as you loved one of the major bands because that's what mattered to your ears and your soul. There was more of that going on before Napster started. 
started crushing it all. So speaking of honorable mentions, Ray, you mentioned one honorable mention, and I know you have a bunch more because this decade. Just a couple before I turn over the floor to you, if you don't mind. Well, what we kind of have in common is the Chili Peppers. They're one of my honorable mentions for real. Public Enemy, really for me in the 90s, they were a big part of the soundtrack with everything they were doing by then being in rotation, so to speak. Aerosmith continued for me, both as a live show and as a recording act to be a valid part of everyday life in the universe well through the 90s. And the one band that would have probably been in there that's one of my knots. I don't think I've ever done a knot before, but the E Street Band pretty much wasn't around for the most of the 90s. They might have been in, in there as well as an honorable mention. So Now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, bring the children around the radio so they can hear Dr. Marcus's <laughs> dissertation <laughs> about the honorable mention man that he loved in the 1990s. Oh my God. The 90s was maybe my favorite decade as far as music goes, as far as listening to music goes, because I didn't watch TV. I didn't watch Friends. I didn't watch Seinfeld. I would rather listen to music and read and do things like that. That was more important to me and more interesting right? to me. So I was listening to all this music. And we mentioned the Seattle scene and bands like The Gits and Grunt Truck and Seaweed all made a huge difference to me. I listened to them a ton. You had bands in the mid to late 90s like the Deftones and Korn who were finding their feet and really gaining speed. I listened to a lot. Rage Against the Machine and a band that neither of us mentioned that I know is definitely an honorable mention for you as well as Tool and their importance in the 90s because we listened to them and saw them a ton live. It's yeah. an omission and I have to put my hand up and spank myself. I would do that except for Maynard might like that. So <laughs> The whole band would no, like no, that. To me, <laughs> Tool doesn't fit into an era or a decade in my mind. Tool is like Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. They weren't there, then they were. And time is almost irrelevant. But yes, it should be put in there that Tool might actually be my number one. It What's in their own category and I know that's such a thing to say. That's but, my view. No, man, it's true. I hear you. I mean, they're that way. I listen to a lot of the Bad Brains. I listen to a lot of Fugazi in that period. Oingo Boingo was big. Prince was huge. The The was another band. Johnny Marr was playing guitar with Matt Johnson and their sound just was amazing. I was learning about bands like Caius who were starting to uh, evolve yeah. and grow in the stoner rock from Monster Magnet, another big band in the 90s that I found. And, and really loved Marilyn Manson we didn't mention White Zombie two big bands that we listened to a lot in the 90s Jane's Addiction was another one that I really loved listening to in the 90s and seeing live they were amazing live and their shows were trippy as I loved them fuck. all but the thing is it's hard when it's your decade for you as a young adult man it was your decade mm -hmm. I was a little older mm -hmm. but 
I decided a long time ago, me and my pal Metal Mike decided we were never going to stop getting into new music. We were always going to be seeking out, even today, yes. always looking for something new that we excites that. me, something that's different. And that's, hey, dude, till I'm dead in the fucking ground, that's what I do. That's what I am. It's, what else am I supposed to do, right? I hear you on that one. And then there's one Colorado band that I want to mention that came close to making it and did well regionally called The Jones, who were kind of a funky reggae, hard rock groove, and they put some great music together. And I listened to them and saw them probably probably 30, 40 times in the 90s because they used to play a lot. Every time I turn around, someone trying to keep it down Makes me want to pack up and move to a new town Every time I turn around, someone trying to put me down But I say no, I stand my ground It's your right, your God-given right It's your right not to fuss and fight It's your right, your God-given right It's your right to stand up and fight I could even go on more because there's so many more, but yeah, that's pretty much, you're right. I mean, that decade was very important for me musically, and I found much more pleasure out of listening to music than uh, watching TV. Back then, Springsteen sang 57 channels and nothing on. Today... It's 5,700 channels on your phone and nothing's on. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's the same as it ever was in that regard. And maybe it's just because we're music nuts and we just love it so much and we'd rather listen to music than watch just about anything that they're kicking out of there. Although I have found a few shows on the, you know, the pay services. Mm -hmm. There's a few shows Absolutely. there, series to watch and stuff. I got to tell you, though, before I guess this has really got nothing to do with the 90s because it just came out, but I was really looking forward to... On the tail of Mayor of Easttown, I was really looking forward to the show American Rust. And I watched it and I kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting in the last episode of the season. And I went, geez, I hope there's no season two. You know, like those kind of things happen too out there. People forget that not everyone's a, a home run, but you hang in there and you and kind of like life, I guess. But I don't find that much even in those thousands of shows on all those pay services and channels that uh, you can pick anything you want anytime. I don't find that much that's really great. And um, I still find great music though all the yeah. time i don't know about you like even the, even this week i'm finding new music that just you know makes me go wow i'm glad i'm looking for and finding new music that still is exciting in all different genres which even though we are basically history diggers in the musical sense here on the podcast we're kind of like in both directions in real life so yeah. it's good to, it's good to give you guys a little perspective there buddy another great episode about our favorites but you know as always we want to hear that right yeah please let us know about your five favorite bands musicians artists of the 90s singer songwriters whatever it be we want to know about the five favorites of the music
music that totally got you going in the 90s or totally turned you on or totally excited you, this is what we want. Imbalancedhistory at gmail.com is our email address. You can also hit us on social media via Facebook, The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll, Instagram, The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll, and Twitter, at Imbalanced Histo. Thanks to our new sponsor, Boldfoot.com. It's American-grown and American-sewn socks. Check them out at Boldfoot.com. We thank them for their support and the gang at Crooked Eye in the heart of Hapro and in the heart of Delco and looking for a new year announcement from them. Crooked Eye pouring the cure for what ails you since 2014. And that's going to do it for another episode here from the Dark Doc Studios. I'm Ray Coop. I'm Marcus Goldman. And this has been Five Favorites on the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.